Hello and welcome to MVP the Master's Voice podcast from mediabrief.com. I'm your host and friend Pavan Archavla and I am delighted because of two reasons. One, because we are recording this episode to be released in both the audio format on, you know, all top podcast directories, Spotify, a Google podcast, Apple podcast and also we're recording this in the video format for YouTube. And the second reason actually the first that I'm really happy about today is because of who my wonderful guest is on this episode. Please join me as I welcome music Rajiv Shah president and ceo of digital business services which is dbs in short at the global company happiest minds technologies rajiv welcome to this episode of mvp the masters voice podcast thank you thank you pavan great to be here and i'm delighted and excited to be here you're very kind really rajiv thank you for your time it's what early morning where you are in the us right uh, while it's about 4 pm in where i am in mumbai 6:30 in boston 6:30 a.m. in Boston. <laughs> wow. Wonderful that you're beginning your day so early for me Rajiv. Thanks again for that. Also Rajiv, I want to thank uh, two of your uh, communications uh, teammates. In fact, three. I'd like to say thanks to Sridhar and to Alroy of Adfactors PR Bengaluru who are on this call. And the third person I'd like to thank is Kiran Vegas of your excellent comms team at Happiest Minds Technologies. All three have been instrumental in having made this wonderful interaction possible. I say wonderful because I expect a lot of amazing insights. Uh, but before uh, we begin our conversation, Rajiv, and we can get to the part I've been waiting to get to, which is, you know, where I'm looking forward to eliciting, like I said, uh, a lot of good insightful stuff about Happiest Minds, about you, about what you bring to the table and how Happiest Minds Technologies is spreading, well, happiness amongst its uh, clients across the world through your very serious business actually so before we begin and we get to that rather rajiv let me quickly discharge a happy duty which is doing you the courtesy by telling my listeners about you and uh, our listeners include a lot of students and professionals across the gamut of younger professionals too the most senior ones even your peers and other similarly illustrious experienced industry and you know professionals and thought leaders so by your leave rajiv here goes can we have some up tempo music My distinguished guest on this episode of MVP the Master's Voice podcast is Rajiv Shah, President and CEO of Digital Business Services at Happiest Minds Technologies. Rajiv Shah is an esteemed global executive with a career spanning more than 30 years, 3 decades across diverse industries like healthcare, financial services, technology, travel, transportation and software and more actually. Rajiv brings a wealth of leadership and experience to his role of President and CEO of DBS at Happiest Minds Technologies. Rajiv's impressive track record includes holding executive and board level positions at renowned technology driven organizations including Electronic Data Systems, EDS, Wipro Technologies, IBS Software Services and MU Sigma. Before he joined Happiest Minds Technologies, Rajiv provided strategic guidance as advisor to founder CEOs and worked closely with private equity firms during their investment evaluation processes. And uh, during his tenure as CEO and executive director at IBS, Rajiv orchestrated a remarkable turnaround, transforming the company from a proprietary software provider to a highly profitable growth organization. Rajiv successfully steered the transition from on-premise to SaaS, okay, and enhancing revenue and profitability visibility. Uh, moreover, Rajiv spearheaded expansions into new global markets and orchestrated strategic acquisitions, integrating niche product companies seamlessly. Rajiv's leadership also facilitated a significant transition that helped deliver highly profitable exits for shareholders right so happy and profitable through the chain of the value chain value system Rajiv's extensive international experience has shaped uh, his global perspective which is very important and which he brings to the table with remarkable impact Rajiv holds an MS in mechanical engineering from the University of Missouri complemented by executive management courses at renowned global uh, business schools and uh, Rajiv's also participated in global leadership alliance training at St Petersburg Russia and Stanford University so that's my amazing guest very evolved very 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 leadership oriented uh thought leader a leader with a world thinking shaping kind of mindset whom i have from happiest minds technologies on this episode 
Rajiv, welcome once again to the episode. And now let's begin our conversation. Thank you, Pavan. Thank you. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here and uh, sharing whatever little that I know uh, with your larger audience. <laughs> I was told you're very self-effacing, Rajiv, and you just proved that. Uh, and we know that the branches that are laden with the maximum fruit are the ones that bend lowest. So humility is very important. But it starts with the seed. Absolutely. So Rajiv, Happiest Minds Technologies Limited is a mindful IT organization, mindful IT company. It enables digital transformation for enterprises and technology providers by delivering a seamless customer experience uh, or seamless customer experiences, uh, business efficiency and actionable insights. That's all I'm going to tell my viewers about your company, Rajiv, because I'd like to request you to share with us in your words a brief overview of you know the growth journey of Happiest Minds Technologies, its evolution into a top IT company, beginning with what you do, Rajiv, and how you do it, please, and do it so well. So once again, thank you, Pavan, and thank you, your uh, lovely audience, uh, to be here, and it is a pleasure. So Happiest Minds, I think, as the name depicts, is all about uh, happiness and mindfulness. Right. Uh, built on uh, a strong corporate culture and the ethos uh, that really uh, is the core foundation of the organization. And when we talk about uh, happiness, it's all about happy employees, happy customers, and turn delivering happiness to our shareholders as well. And uh, it's part of our culture that happiness really comes from giving and not from getting uh, things. Right? And mindfulness, it comes about uh, the awareness of the environment that we are part of, uh, be it technology disruptions, be it capabilities required, be it business disruptions, mindful of being our employees, uh, well-being, growth, social responsibility, etc. Hence the name Happiest Minds. I think it's a happiness and mindfulness to everything that we do. Coming back to your question that what do we really do, right? Uh, it's a born digital, born agile company. So we do provide digital services to the enterprises across the globe. Uh, when we look at digital, it means it help build customer, uh, the digital ready platforms. It helps a customer to integrate and expand their digital footprint and help them run their digital ready application through infrastructure management security services. So uh, it's really driving the digital transformation in the customer organization to really help them take advantage of the business disruptions, technology disruptions. But ultimately, as you know, Pavan, organizations are driven by only two things, which is how do I increase my revenue and how do I uh, become more profitable, right? Uh, and so our focus in driving the digital transformation is to, are we really driving the outcomes? Are we really make them uh, grow their revenue? Are we able to help them expand their market segment? Are we make them profitable? And that's the essence of the organization. That's really taking advantage of the newer technologies, Make sure that they continue to be relevant, continue to expand and continue to grow. Lovely, lovely. And how much of the company culture do you take on board, Rajiv? You know, keeping your consideration set uh, when you're going back with the solution to them. Well, I guess it's a uh, culture to take on board versus culture to adapt uh, to the culture, right? It is uh, really... Uh, alignment of values and alignment of uh, shared uh, goal and responsibilities that everybody has to have. So it is part of our uh, uh, journey. And I think we spend quite a bit of time talking about on every uh, meetings to uh, every interactions that we have. And you'll be surprised that every meeting within the organization starts with gratitude. And that's the first thing that all of us as leaders or anything that we talk about is all about gratitude. And uh, irrespective of what the difficult meeting that we get into as far as customer escalations or employee, but it starts with gratitude. And the other thing that we talk about that we never use the word milestone within our uh, structure, we call it milestone. Uh, so it's all about happiness, right? Uh, so just to give you two examples, I think that is really about gratitude and milestones, uh, and every meeting starts with that. So it is really once you become 
part of that ecosystem, I think you start looking at it and people have to adapt to that level of culture. Uh, and when we look at uh, really, uh, again, it's simple. It is not complex or over culture is complex or business is complex. More simpler or simpler that you make it, the better off you're going to be. And without preaching about things and just tell about values, tell about uh, how do you uh, really, what does smile stand for, right? Uh, what does the organization uh, really look at uh, from the organization perspective? And smiles for us, I think that while it is, uh, people might think it's just smiling. It's about sharing, mindful, integrity, learning, excellence, and social responsibility. And that's what SMILE stands for. Oh, that's a wonderful definition of SMILE, Rajiv. Lovely. Rajiv, as CEO of Digital Business Services at Happiest Minds Technologies, what strategies have you implemented to drive the company's growth and success? I think that... Uh, I think it's important for us to really go back to the fundamentals of driving outcomes with the customer organization. If we miss the boat on really outcomes and why are we here and what are we doing uh, for our customers? And that applies to our employees as well and that applies to our shareholders. But coming back to the business itself, it is all about outcomes. And outcomes in every measurement that we go through, whether it's a monthly meeting, weekly meeting, or even my interactions with the CEOs or CIOs, is all about that what have we delivered and how have you seen value from our interactions. Uh, we might have uh, been imperfect during that execution, but at the end of the day, the intent has been perfect or not, right? Our commitment has been perfect or not, and we are able to drive the outcome. So that's one. Uh, and we make sure that we help them monetize their investments. I think most of the time when we look at the organizations or uh, service provider, so we are going to implement a new technology. We are going to take care of these things. And suddenly you find out that they already have invested a lot of things over the last five years. So our focus has been really driving the outcomes, help them monetize the investment they have made. How can we take advantage of some of those things? Help build the right set of capabilities, not only for us, but for the customer organization. Because as you know, uh, digital is completely different than your traditional IT services where you go through application, maintenance, support kind of activities. How do you really help the sustainable level of business capabilities? Invest in the future. And uh, relentless pursuit to customer happiness. Uh, if you look at our history, uh, we've been continuously high on the net promoter score. Uh, and our uh, last number was 60 plus, and which is industry leading, right? When you talk about you have more promoters and detractors, uh, uh, I think it is all about happiness. So really making sure that we take a baby steps into really driving change in the customer organization. Break up the problems into smaller pieces. Don't try to change the world in one day, right? Uh, make sure that you are uh, optimizing the supply chain. Then you go to the sales performance. When Then you go into a store performance, whatever it is. But take a baby steps into driving the transformation in the customer organization and make sure that you continue to focus on the outcomes. Excellent. And in the relationship, because it's a relationship that drives uh, adaptation or adoption of the change process in the company. That's your client, Rajiv. So do you also partner uh, your clients in helping them communicate the sort of new, let's say, roadmap ahead for everyone to adopt in the client company in a manner that they actually end up thinking that this is something I, each person thinks I want to do this and I own it. And so therefore, perhaps the outcomes are better, Rajiv. Is something like that uh, also inherent in the way you strategize this and approach the whole thing with your client? Yes, so I think there are two parts to it. One is that I think that any journey is a change management, right? So it's not a technology implementation. And change management require uh, both our teams, customer teams, our partners to really go through the process of what are we changing and what are the things that I need to do differently, whether it's a simple Excel spreadsheets to really the business process change that one has to go through. So it is about building the capabilities. It's not about learning that how do you do a Java code or how do you do Python code or whatever it is. It is about changing the way you were doing things 
from the earlier uh, cycle. Uh, so it is a change management. Uh, and uh, so going back to your question, I think it is about really learning and teaching, right? Uh, so learn from our customers as far as because you can't change. I think that we go with this maverick view that I'm going to change the world and I'm going to have this wonderful technology and I'm going to do these things. I think it is, uh, while it sounds pretty interesting, I mean, we are not Web 3.0, we are not Metaverse, we are not ChatGPT, we are not OpenAI, right? Uh, it is about taking the baby steps in making not only the technology change, but really the people's way of looking at things uh, differently uh, is important. Right. Change begins with me. Right. Change begins internally. Right. Rajiv, with every individual. And that's what I gather from what you've just said, you know, getting everyone to sort of think like that and move ahead, perhaps. And take baby steps. And yeah, change begins with us. And I think our team needs to do the same thing that they are not here to just change the entire customer organization. But they need to change as well, because there are things that you learn from the customer. There are things that you will learn from your partners. So you'll have to change and adapt and take, again, proof of concept to consultative engagements, really uh, have successes and failures as well. But be transparent about those failures. Right? It is important. Oh, absolutely. That's very important. So, Rajiv, what I read here, what I get, my gold dust from what you just told me is take baby steps and there should be both ownership and learning at the same time. So there's humility, there is learning and moving together, together, you know, slowly and with complete forthrightness to both yourself and to your teams and of course the client. So what role do you believe, Rajiv, uh, innovation and adaptability play in the long-term growth and sustainability of an IT company? Well, I think uh, we have to first accept the fact that we are part of the larger ecosystem, right? We are not on this journey on our own, right? Uh, so adaptability to uh, to simpler things, to adapt to customers' processes, adapt to the culture uh, that they have, uh, adapt to the security standards that they have, uh, and uh, just learning from each other. So that level of adaptability, and uh, you have a diverse set of teams, so one has to adapt to each other as well. So adaptability is important in every aspect of everything that you do. You uh, go back to the culture side of it. One has to adapt to the culture. Right, uh, you continue to hire more and pay people. Uh, we have more than five thousand people in the organization today versus what we had two thousand uh, probably four years ago. Uh, uh, so it continues to grow. So how do you make an organization which is uh, adaptable to the new dynamics? And within that four years, the technology has evolved. I think that. Uh, Paman, you would appreciate that a year and a half ago, we were all into this Web 3.0, metaverse type of be becoming a big word. In the last six months, it has become generative AI and chat GPTs, etc. So it's moving much faster. So not that other things have gone away, but you continue to learn how uh, things uh, that you had to adapt to really drive the customer uh, uh, and innovate things to really t help help the customer take advantage of it. And it's important because whatever you do today should not become obsolete tomorrow. So our ability to look at the technology disruptions, what's going to come down two years down the road? What is going to come down five years down the road? Uh, the, we adapted IoT and blockchain like seven years ago. When it becomes, uh, so how do you continue to innovate and invest in the newer technologies to try it out uh, is important uh, to the extent that we run our own internal, what we call blitz, where people come up with bright ideas and we have like a mini solution accelerators or IP uh, competition within the organization. So how do they look at things over the next three years? And one of the key criteria is that, is it going to be relevant? Is it good for us today or is it going to be relevant for us the next three years down the road? So innovation is very important to us and innovation for any organization for that matter. Innovation is not just technology. Innovation is all about culture as well. Where is the customer going to be three years down the road? Are they going to expand into some other geographies? And how do we really get ourselves ready to adapt to the culture and innovate to uh, look at things differently as well? Well said. Absolutely. 
So you have to be preemptive about it innovatively and strategically too because eventually it's all about helping your clients achieve their business objectives which can best or perhaps only happen through strong partnerships uh, and i think those stem from mutual respect like between you and a client you know a strong positive and mutually trusting relationship between both your companies would only stem from mutual respect they've come to you because they know they are probably in the best hands with you rajiv and your company so my question to you rajiv is how important are the sets of initial meetings to set up and to cement a strong partnership between yourselves as good strategic consultants advisors enablers and how do you approach building strong partnerships and collaborations with clients and with other organizations in the industry no i think a good question i think that uh, first and foremost i think we just want to correct that we are not a strategic consultants right so we our job is not to do what the higher level strategic consultants do our job is to really make sure that we help our customers take advantage of uh, their current investments technology disruptions and really make them uh, really t- uh, either uh, help them with the revenue generations or become more efficient or effective to drive more profitability right and given that i think that it is uh, the, again we try to make it too complex ultimately t- what i do uh, in any conversation with the customers as well as with our team is are we creating value are we delivering value and how do we sustain value right in the long run and if you break it up into what have we done today uh, uh on creating value for all constituents of the organization what have i done uh and that happens at uh, my monday morning leadership call uh, immediately right after this uh religiously at uh, 8:30 a.m. est no matter where i am uh and we talk about what have we done is it's easy to talk about numbers you know where is your pipeline looking like etc but what have we done right is important are we delivering to the promise that we have made to the customer and are we going to be continue to be relevant in the next 6 months yeah we have delivered value but is it right uh, that's okay it's like a one off type of things or is it going to be uh, sustainable so really keeping it simple on the creation of value is important and the important thing is i think going back to your point that you made during that uh, uh, uh question was a different stage of relationship requires a different level of communication so when you are opening up a new logo or new customer acquisition again there is lot of adaptation that is to be done culturally process wise technology wise getting to know each other type of stuff and this structure requires a very different level of communication both from the frequency perspective as well as content perspective once you become mature 3 years down the road or 3 months down the road 6 months down the road requires a different set of cust- uh, interactions or uh, content as well as uh, discussion so be it uh, as an organization are very keen on or very uh, it is important for us to really think about that do we have a different governance structure do we have a different discussions during the first 3 to 6 months of the relationship versus when it becomes stable and mature right uh, so i spend a lot of time on those fronts in early stages when i meet the cios when we are closing the deals one of the things i talk about that yeah we have responded to the rfp there is a governance structure strategic council that's set up that's fine to comply to your process but at the end of the day we have to agree to having a different governance structure in the first 6 months because you have uh to call me if something doesn't work out or i need to call you that something doesn't work out right in the first 6 months so that is important that having a different sets of uh, uh communication as well as content during that uh, phase of the project i think very important as well wow wonderful really very insightful rajiv thank you for that Rajiv please share some insights into your leadership style I mean I already have gleaned a lot of important things from my chat with you so far but if you could perhaps speak of some important things about your leadership style and also how it has contributed to fostering a positive and a high performing work culture within your teams Interesting question Pavan uh, and uh, thank you for that I think is uh, what is leader's job leader's job is 
uh, we sometimes get make it too complex right uh, pnl this this i think my leader leader's job is to really provide the environment for people to be successful lovely well said absolutely and make sure that i'm providing the right set of environment for my team to be successful if they are successful if you provide them with the right environment right set of guidance i think that they'll be successful everybody's committed to it i think that everybody has good intent right so what more can we do can i be more productive by asking them what is your pnl look like or what is your uh, sales pipeline look like uh, i think they will know the answer and if i don't have the answers when i walk in the meeting i think there's something wrong right <laughs> uh, at the end of the day that i'm not doing my job by not knowing that data right uh, not to the nitty gritty of things but what are the top five uh, deals that we are pursuing but at the end of the day am i providing the right environment for them to get inducted in the organization am i providing the right infrastructure the right level of exposure right of technology uh, learning and development uh, framework uh, am i providing them with the oversight that is or not oversight but really to help them during the customer interactions right so, so that so that's one so my job is to provide the environment for them to be successful the second one i think that uh, uh, you don't have to be prescriptive i think that uh, the, most of the time the us as leaders think that we have all the answers we are as leaders are as insecure as everybody else are we asking the right questions to get to the right answers so navigate through the team and navigate through the process for asking the right questions to help them arrive at the right answers um and the third is really about uh, and i talk about it all the time that it is collective leadership but individual accountability excellent excellent and uh, it's important that you take responsibility for the task or the uh, activity that has been assigned to but at the end of the day it's a collective leadership success and failures is collective to us and uh, i have two more things one is that one has to be visible you can't be just sitting and doing zoom calls and talking about it but i think you need to be visible uh, as a leader to the rest of the organization by whatever means that you take and finally that i think i had written an article earlier as well but it's all about care concern appreciate recognize and encourage lovely lovely well said it is all about uh, just make sure that you are empathetic to things uh, but at the same time you have the really don't want to be wishy washy but then you have the authority and you have you can make help make the decisions excellent excellent long answer long answer to your question and what a wonderful answer rajiv it's like a tiny little handbook you know like those little harvard business review books packed with you know short little individual insights right <laughs> what a nice answer honestly it's something that everybody from the youngest executive to the senior most promoter could you know do well to do a cut and keep with really really wonderful i'm glad i asked you that question <laughs> and empathy was another beautiful word that came out and you know in the process of what you told me you didn't just tell me how you operate as a leader but you also told every young person who aspires to be a leader someday as to how they should approach what they are needed to do and how they should work to and also expect what they should expect from their leader so really very nice So Rajiv what advice would you give to aspiring leaders who aim to drive business growth and you know achieve success in the IT industry one i would tell them gleaning uh, from what i've gleaned from you is follow the leader uh, what you just said about your leadership style i think that would be half the battle one right do not be prescriptive when you pick someone for a leadership role because by selecting them you've already told the world that this is the lady or gentleman who i am that is you the leader are counting upon to do a great job so you set them free and you do not be too prescriptive but you are aware you back them you help them and let them know you are there but that's your amazing role which i tried to simplify as simply sort of encapsulate and iterate what advice would you give to the aspiring leaders in the it industry well i guess i'm probably uh, too small of a guy to give any advice i think it is just learning from the life experiences right at the end of the day uh, but one thing that pavan i have found that i think that is important for uh, aspiring leaders or anybody for that matter i think we somehow miss out on not knowing who really we are 
both as an organization or individuals and we try to make it too complex uh, and i've seen it when people try to describe the company in uh, different ways and in the process i think that we don't keep it simple uh, so really think about a very simplistic way of knowing who you are and what you are all about what is happiest minds all about what are we trying to do versus uh thinking about uh, in the first interactions or anything else or oh, this is how the gen ai chat gpt is going to change the world and this is what we invest in these are the partnerships that we have is really that corporate culture ethos and why we are going to make you relevant rajiv you just said introspect and think about what we are doing at happiest minds who we are and what we do so do you want to answer those for your entire team of what 5000 plus people who impact maybe so many million people across the world with their work uh, from happiest minds technologies i think that it is about that we are here to really help our customers become successful okay okay and uh, within that concept we did take advantage of the larger ecosystem to deliver create deliver and sustain value for our customers our employees and shareholders so again i'm going back to the points i made earlier again is simple at the end of the day it is about a story that how we grew how do we develop and what are the things that we are doing for the customer uh and make two or three uh, successes and really to uh, imbibe in the organization make sure that is to really cre- help you create your own story we try to look at 10000 things we have done as an organization nobody can learn those 10000 things take two or three examples and really make them as part of your story right okay versus oh this is what we do for this energy company this is what we did for retail company this is what we do all the stuff prepare well Okay. So again, keeping it very simple. Have a story. Have a conviction. Know who you are. Prepare well. Right. Most of the time, again, in your business, my business, we always wait to the last minute. We're still jumping on the plane and we're still reviewing the presentation, right? Or something else. Or talking about oh, that presentation. Have you sent me the briefing note, right? And we are reading the briefing note while we are in the elevator in the customer meeting. Prepare well. Okay. Prepare well and spend time because this is. not only helps you articulate the story but at least provides a confidence in the customer organization because you're a fumble if you're going to read something in the elevator just before you're walking in a meeting i think you're from bono fumble right so spend time that this is the most important interaction that i'm getting into whether it's employee interactions about their salary increases or whether it's interaction about uh customer or whether you're going to a speaking engagement uh you don't want to wait till the last minute internalize internalize and spend time have a learning attitude because again i'm going to uh, get into the meeting and i know everything i have all the answers but uh, listen right customer might walk you might walk into there i'm going to talk about gen ai and then suddenly the question comes up on web 3.0 Oh, I don't know. I think that I'll get my expert to talk to you next week, right? Suddenly you lost the opportunity. You lost the opportunity, right? So listen to what they are saying and what their business problems are. Uh yeah. And there is a famous uh, again Pawan you are too young to probably remember but there was a disc jockey in the US uh, called Casey Kasem who used to have American top 40 songs every uh, Sunday and uh, going to college in this uh, religiously listen to that uh, 8:00 to 1:00 in the afternoon to American top 40 right? and he'll always end with a saying which has stuck with me forever and this is really the message to the uh entire 5000 people of happiest minds and uh, the others that are listening he used to say that keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars wow that's great advice rajiv from that wonderful dj and what more advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs and professionals looking to succeed in the digital business services industry advice of course based on your own amazing extensive experience and you know the insights and learnings from it rajiv continue to be up to date and relevant uh it is important because uh, today's idea will be obsolete tomorrow 
happened uh the, so continue to be really uh, uh in a learning mode about things for the future and one of the things that i do is uh, the, which a lot of my teams get surprised by when i listen to the transcript of some of the uh, the, uh my competition yeah the quarterly uh, transcripts uh, that i sometimes dial into the call or i listen to it because there is a great opportunity for us to learn from each other what are they up to right uh, again i don't want the 5000 people to get into the habit of listening to everybody but i think i didn't find two or three that you really admire and what are they saying in the marketplace because there is such a uh, a great opportunity for us to continue to evolve and learn from each other uh learn from your customers uh, there i think there are great things that we can learn from the customers they don't need prescriptive answers they know about their environment they know their business objectives very well how do you help them achieve facilitate that so learn continue to learn from your customers continue to learn from peers uh, because most of the time we get into this competitive mode of oh why should i go and talk to this individual i think there is a tremendous amount of knowledge that exists amongst ourselves that uh, i learn something from this interactions you learn probably hopefully learn something from this interactions and continue to learn uh, from each other and there is a great ecosystem of partners that you need to work with as well that to make them part of your uh, solutioning versus oh i have five partners standing outside and why should i talk to you right if you go with that attitude versus hey we really want to find out that how can we work together uh and again it's all about what's going on in the world uh, and knowing about it and creating stories out of it uh is important uh, for everybody so it's all about learning over knowing lovely and all the knowledge and the learning that you bring in i'm sure that sets an example for others also because i mean perforce ex officio in terms of the kind of work that you are in everybody needs to be ahead of the curve on learning in terms of what are the trends uh, what might be asked from or of them in a particular meeting that they are going in for or the way they are looking at any opportunity so absolutely and obviously your solid focus on business and adding more and more information that will be relevant to how you run your business and the competition their calls their transcripts or whatever it is that's happening in terms of their business and the ecosystem in the larger sense so that's one important part or one way for you in which you keep yourself updated with the latest industry trends and technologies any others rajiv any specific reading or some thought leader that you follow some three four five people from your area or work interests that you might be following any suggestions to empower young professionals so i think that uh, uh, i'll be probably eat uh, a book maybe uh, well i guess it's a uh, if i make a statement people will probably stop listening to me but i don't read management books oh, <laughs> wow <laughs> why don't you read management books there are a lot of things that you learn from others and by observing that you can always learn from observing and what uh, azim premji has done or what ashok suta has done or other things right uh, and uh, or uh, i had a privilege of working with some of the best entrepreneurs i mean i worked for carry packer in australia right uh, and i worked for uh, sunan mittal as well so you learn from observing these leaders uh, and i think there's a result uh, that uh, sometimes the management books to me again i'm not prescribing that it becomes prescriptive right that okay you go through this system but the latest that i got one of the best that i have read recently uh, uh, which is quite interesting uh, is by lady named priya parker it's about art of gathering okay Uh, which is very interesting book that we spent uh, and uh, priya does uh, uh, such a high communication uh, expertise that she has that she actually participates in negotiations between uh, world leaders sometimes right uh, but it is about art of gatherings about the purpose what is the purpose of this meeting right we spend so much time on even when you i connected earlier today that oh whether the picture in the back shows up or not right uh, properly right a type of stuff we spend so much time in the environment that how the uh, the, 
when you invite people for party that what kind of crockery I'm going to have and what kind of food I'm going to serve. But we hardly spend any time on talking about that. How are they going to sit and how are going to improve the communication when the people sit down uh, and talk about things? So it's all about art of gathering, about the purpose. What is the purpose of the meeting, right? So going back to that, I think that is one of my recent uh, favorites. Uh, then, of course, every time I uh, feel like I go back to read this book called Ikigai. Uh, I don't know whether you have heard of it. Oh, yes, very much. It is it's just a, a amazing uh, book and uh, talks about just uh, uh, longevity and uh, again, being purpose in the life and uh, being happiness. Right? Uh, so some of those things that I uh, aspire to read uh, and I'm a big sports fan. So anything that relates to anything related to sports and the lessons learned from uh, those guys that how they really think at the moment and stand on their feet to deliver the goods uh, is important as well. Rajiv, tell me, how do you navigate the complexities of leading diverse global teams? And what strategies do you employ to ensure effective collaboration? And of course, you've been underlining this throughout effective communication. So I think the first and foremost is really that we are all in this thing together, right? So irrespective of the culture, the creed and locations or capabilities, I think we are all in this thing together and continue to harp on it that leverage each other to really make uh, uh, a success out of the every interaction that you have. Because uh, whether we like it or not, we are dependent on each other. Okay. We are not mavericks. There's only one Steve Jobs in this world, right? Uh, or there are very few of that nature. But we are dependent on each other to make a success. So improve the interactions between the teams is important. Have you talked to this person? Uh, you can get the data from another, uh, our infrastructure management security services and talk about this thing, right? So help facilitate the interactions is important. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's all about are you consistency in how you approach uh, culture? How do you uh, not deviate from the corporate ethos? That are you treating Pawan differently and are you going to treat Kiran differently because that's what the flavor of the day looks like, right? Uh, that you are, are you coming across as a consistent leader uh, uh, across the globe? more of a marriage in, but don't be a matchmaker They're okay why don't you guys two guys talk right uh, uh, ask the questions for them to force them to talk right versus oh these are the three people that you should talk to and find out about it maybe sometimes you describe prescriptive but don't be a matchmaker all the time um, because let them learn on their own. They don't, who should I talk to? I don't know. Just write an email to this individual and find out whether he's, he or she is the right person and they will guide you in the next one. I'm not the right person, but talk to other person, right? Because uh, they let them navigate through the system and let them learn on it. My God, 5,000 people across the world of them, even if 5% are leaders within verticals and functions, okay? And each one of them is like waiting to tap into Rajiv's uh, time. How do you... I mean, how many hours in the 24 do you work every day, Rajiv? It's interesting. So uh, sometimes some people like it or not, but I'm a very disciplined guy, right? So I have my uh, one is that uh, I have a uh, meeting start time and meeting end time, right? Uh, irrespective of whether I have another meeting after that, but I end at certain point of time. Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, from that perspective, they are always available to reach me and talk about it. But don't ask me, okay, who should I talk to? Can you tell me about this individual? Said, who should? Well, the new person that might have joined in uh, some geography in uh, Netherlands and want to know about it. I think you need to, again, you don't have a prescribed way of managing everything that I will answer this question. I will not answer this question. At least read the questions or read the query that you have and uh, act accordingly. But if the same person is asking the same question 10 times, then you better figure it out. That, okay, I don't think yeah, there is a problem, right? So availability, accessibility is important. Uh, but uh, Rajiv Shah is an individual that uh, 
does not like to talk he likes to communicate wonderful there is a difference right yes absolutely make sure that we just don't end up talking to each other for whatever reason so there is a level of communication so if that's relevant it's intriguing exciting and uh, we make it exciting uh, yeah if if the conversation is exciting then uh, rajiv shah will give you time if it just becomes uh, i'm um, i can uh, hate to say it bullshit with the best but at the same time there is time and place for doing that kind of stuff versus really when it comes to when others are dependent on you make sure that the discussions are relevant uh, as well Excellent. That's very insightful, Rajiv. And since we're speaking about how you manage coordinating with and leading so many professionals, tell me what is a working day like? What are the most important things that you must do every day? What are the most? I think my first and the foremost is when I wake up at six o'clock. I have to have my cup of coffee. Okay, that's important. <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, is really that uh, who has asked for help and time, right? So it's not a fixed, uh, except for uh, my one-on-ones with my direct reports and my uh, leadership call, which I talked about at eight thirty. No matter where I am, except when I'm on vacation or leave, eight thirty EST on Monday morning. Those. are sacrosanct those don't change right but then you look at so okay what who has asked for some help over the last 24 hours so okay i need your inputs on this organization structure that i'm putting in uh, so you prioritize based on you prioritize your day based on the need that you have or ask that you have there might be some urgent things that a finance guy needs the data right away and uh, can you react to those things but at least prioritize for the date uh, i have my small sheet of paper every morning i write down that okay these are the five things i'm going to do today right and that will force my day to into thing so you plan of course i plan uh, based on what people have asked for it again going back to that uh, here i'm only here to make them successful i don't have any other job wonderful wonderful so make sure that i prioritize based on the needs of the organization that they have so my day t- typically is uh, uh uh quite balanced from that perspective uh i do have my time to catch up on uh cricket match or uh, looking channel and at live uh, uh to uh thinking about uh, when the bell rings at 9:30 uh, on stock exchange i do catch up on things and again try to be because once you engrossed into 24 by 7 on work related stuff your ability to think and learn goes away right? so you have to prioritize and uh, do things at the same time have a discipline of managing your meeting times i think that we tend to get in this mode of that okay the longer the meeting the better off we going to be i think we have talk more right uh, and uh, it was a very <laughs> successful meeting because we had a two hour meeting yeah rather hmm. yeah right yeah <laughs> Uh, so t- i think they try to manage your time very effectively from the meeting perspective lovely and i know that you like to end your meetings in or on time and we are reaching the end of the time that we had set for this conversation rajiv so i'm going to thank you very very much indeed i really enjoyed this conversation rajiv what did you think of your chat with me on mvp the masters voice podcast from mediabrief.com So again, thanks, uh, Pawan, and your audience. Here, I think it is uh, truly a pleasure and p- privilege. I think that uh, nothing can be a better start than Monday morning of having these discussions about uh, culture, leadership. To without getting into, uh, 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 to be honest, I think when I was thinking about it last night, I said, "Oh, is Pawan going to ask me about?" generative ai and chat gpt and all the stuff and how do i prepare myself on digital world because oh you're a happiest mind born digital born no <laughs> i'm not going to waste your time and your brain wits on that mundane stuff or stuff like that i just wanted insights on you know your leadership style and what happiest minds does and i'm truly happy with our chat you know so from that perspective i think it uh, it also helped me uh, uh, rethink my own thought process and i think uh, like i said every interaction is a learning by the questions that you ask versus 
prescriptive answers that you might have come up with. Oh, this leader is thinking about this. And what do you think about this? Right. Uh, so all this stuff, I think that really enjoyed that conversation. It really uh, started my juices flowing on Monday. So I'll be a lot more productive for the rest of the week. <laughs> Wonderful. I don't think this conversation and the juices that will flow will take you past more than a couple of days or even a day because you, Rajiv, are that kind of, you know, on rocket fuel kind of person. I really enjoyed my conversation. Thank you ever so much, Rajiv. And thanks also to your wonderful teammates, your comms mates, Kiran Vegas of your excellent Copcom team. And of course, Sridhar and Alroy of Factors PR Bangalore for, you know, uh, all that they did to together make this interaction possible. And thank you ever so much. 6 a.m. in the morning, your time, Boston in the U.S., talking to me for more than an hour. I feel privileged and very, very fortunate, Rajiv. Thank you so much. No, it is my pleasure and uh, hope we get a chance to meet in person as well, Pavan. So all the best for everybody for the rest of the week and uh, on your journey as well. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. And I wish you the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Our distinguished guest on this episode of MBV The Master's Voice Podcast was Rajiv Shah, President and CEO of Digital Business Services at Happiest Minds Technologies. Amazing gentleman, super leader, who shared so many insights that will benefit everyone from the rawest learner and junior to the senior most professional, including Rajiv's peers, all the amazing professionals from across the spectrum who tune in to MVP The Master's Voice podcast and also to MediaBrief.com. You know, we have a really long uh, list of requests for some eminent leaders to feature on the episodes on this Master's Voice podcast series. And we feel very humble and equally proud of the fact that and grateful to the kind of leaders who already featured on the show like Rajiv in our this our latest episode they are the ones who set the precedent and have always upped the standard uh, by their appearances we'll be bringing out an amazing book I say amazing but I believe it's going to be really good on transcripts from the episode also in the episodes this will be a masterclass and wait for that Till we meet again in the next episode of MPP The Master's Voice Podcast. This is your host and friend Pavan Chavla, founder, editor of MediaBrief.com saying, take care, stay safe, stay happy. Bye-bye.